Welcome to episode number 185 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And it's going to be a heck of a show, man. Lots and lots and lots of news. Um, mostly from the big two, finally. Getting some more steady news out of them, which is good. But uh, before we get to that, what are we geeking out on, man? Oh, man. It's been a geeky week. Uh, let's see. PlayStation 5, of course. Jamming some uh, some miles. And also, I, I did pick up Valhalla as well. I do need to kind of balance my gaming when it when it comes to what I spend a lot of time on. So I've been enjoying both games. Um, playing a lot of miles, mostly. Uh, just to kind of... Because the deeper you get into that game, it's just like it, you get locked. So uh, both those games are solid, good release day games for uh, the five. Um, and then outside of that, uh, just, you know, just I've just been watching a lot of different things on TV, really, because um, it'll just be random, mostly because I'm gaming more now. So um, I did watch Underwater last night. I've been waiting to watch that. That, found, that hit HBO. And um, oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, I've been waiting to watch it for free, um, and I did. I I did like it more than um, more than I thought. Like what I've read about it, I guess I did get some good reviews from people on it and stuff like that. So I really wanted to give it a chance. So it was enjoyable. It was a little freaky at times, and um, I recommend it if you uh, if you have the HBO. Uh, but that's that's about it. I've just been trying to catch up on comics. Like you say, read your comics. Read your comics, man. Um, nice. Yeah, no, same, you know, PS5 all the way. I've uh, been trying to get in as much miles as I can. Some Astros Playroom. I uh, had to, to bring over Destiny 2 and Borderlands 3, uh, which took a while, actually, to download, especially Destiny 2. That was massive, massive, like 70 gigs. It was crazy. So... Um, I got to play them now, now that they're actually on my machine. And then, um, you know, I've been geeking out on the Tron Legacy soundtrack since I have for the last oh, 10 years. I can't even remember when Tron Legacy came out, but uh, Mondo, um, they put out the soundtrack on a new uh, two-disc vinyl. Uh, the artwork is just phenomenal, as it always is at Mondo, and... The transfer sounds amazing. It's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. So I've actually just been rocking that on the old vinyl player. Um, and now I'm like, ooh, this is a Pandora's box because there's so many more soundtracks that they have, uh, especially since they partnered with Disney. So it's like Ratatouille, which is also one of my favorite movies. They got Up. It's like, ah, I want all those Incredibles. All those uh, Michael Giacchino movies, I guess, is really what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I made that major movement to no physical media anymore. Um, <laughs> of course, I have my own habits to deal with, but yeah, yeah. I, those are the reasons. It's just it's like they just compile, and it's like I got to choose one thing. Um, yeah, we need to play some Destiny two. Actually, I should I should download that because I've never played it. And You'd like since, it? You'd yeah, really I like mean, it. the thing now is like I need to really write a like a a sob sob letter to 2k or whatever so that they're like because i bought that digital version it's i i made that choice but i also feel like i've spent so much money on borderlands in the past that that i need to really plead my case that they need to give me a free digital copy of should. borderlands i know right collection of shit yeah i'll just hold sure. both loot boxes and be like hey come on 
have to give me just the free digital copy so I can play this with my friend, I you know? I honestly would not be surprised if they'd give you one. I really wouldn't. I think you should. I'll just um, add Randy Pitchford on Twitter every day. So okay. he does. <laughs> or he blocks um, me. Exactly. So let's get into the Marvel things. First thing, uh, Deadpool 3 is moving ahead, as we knew it would, over at uh, Marvel. It is getting penned by the Molyneux sisters. Um, I don't know them, uh, actually. So um, I guess they're Bob, Bob Berger's writers. Great. Sure. <laughs> I had I mentioned this to my wife this morning. She's like, is it by the same writers? I'm like, no. She's, she's, she's like, it will, be will it be better than Deadpool 2? I go, maybe. That's the thing, man. You know, I, I think Deadpool 2 is forgettable. As yeah. much as I like the actors involved, I watched that movie and immediately forgot what it was about. So, um, sure, you know, I'm excited to have the character come back because I do like it. But um, hopefully these guys, they've been working in the comedy realm for a while now and uh, they, can, they can balance that act out. So that's happening. Uh, so w will Black Widow go on demand? Um, we don't know. Uh, we've got some big news, you know, on the DC realm of things. And Marvel has really not, they've been more cautious, which is why we've hardly had any Marvel news lately. So, um, you know, I think they should do it at this point. Uh, it's a throwaway movie, in my opinion. And um, I really do feel... Uh, that they should release it. And if you want to spend 20 bucks, $25, you know what I mean, to make it happen, I, I think they should. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been... Everybody knows, like, if you listen to this show, you know my opinion about this even before COVID, that I feel that these, these, these movies should be getting a home release anyhow at a higher price. Now, Disney tested the water with Mulan. It worked. They made a lot of money. Now we'll talk about what DC is doing soon in a couple of minutes here. But I would feel that that does Marvel want to just stop their stop their schedules like that? Because you have WandaVision leading up to Doctor Strange 2. You have like these 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 things that are supposed to relate relate to each other and 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 it's all connected, whatever. So how long do you wait? to move forward on your schedule. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Actually, it's crazy because like I, I follow a lot of toy accounts, right? And um, there's, a, there's, there's pegs for eternal figures up already. So it's like the Eternals was supposed to come out by this time of year. And yep. now, now they're or, sitting on all yeah, these. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. They just, just like, what do you do? The merchandising's just there. I mean, I guess it's better because it'll be out in time for the movie in some in some regards but um yeah i i just wish that they with things getting worse you know especially in the united states that they really should just say hey let's do this for the fans um and that's it yep 100 percent. so we'll see like you said uh you're just kind of sitting there doing nothing like let's give us something um in the meantime, things that are moving ahead. Black Panther 2 is supposed to be starting filming in July of 2021. Uh, how are they going to handle the uh, Chadwick thing? We don't know. Um, but I believe with how Disney handled um, you know, Carrie Fisher 
uh, not being as part of Star Wars, and, and they really did a good job with that. Um, I, I feel that they will give him the respect he deserves. So I look forward to whatever way it's presented to us. I do too. There's a lot of speculation and hope out there, um, like for his sister to become Black Panther, which makes a lot of sense to me, especially if you want to move strong women characters. Um, and it would be something that I think that fans would accept. I did have this thought um, about Jonathan Majors, and I was just kind of like, you know, they, there's all this speculation that he should be Kang, and, and he's going to play this other character. But the timing, to me, was kind of convenient. Um, and I'm, I, I would like to see, actually, what, what they, who, they, who they are going to cast him as. Um, because I'm wondering, like, I don't feel like they're going to replace T'Challa. But at the same time, maybe what they had written plays with Chala plays really into that. So I I don't know. I'm just kind of going to be the same as everybody else and just keep speculating until they give some news. I mean, the the thing is, is that you already opened up the timeline thing. And if you go multiverse and, you know, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man as in this... If it is Jonathan Majors and he's, you know, uh, Black Panther on a different Earth, but he comes over to ours, that's an acceptable reason. Especially if you're a comic book fan. You have seen it done multiple times from many different uh, comic book companies at this point. So it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities. It doesn't shit on Chadwick's, uh, you know, what he set up with the character. It's just a continuation uh, under a different mantle. So... I'd be okay with that, too. Uh, over on 616 World, which we were kind of talking about there, Marvel 616, a doc series, is out on Disney Plus now, um, exploring more of the Marvelverse um, here in this Earth, or in this, <laughs> in this dimension, whatever the hell you want to call it. But uh, got a lot of celebrities behind it, too. I uh, haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but it's going to be on my, like, you know, before I go to bed binge list. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really. I want to watch that toy one, um, and I, oh, the toy really, one's great. Toy yeah, one's really, great. just all of them. I just, um, I think that they did a great job with that Mandalorian one, and um, I mean, that yeah. was more behind the scenes, but still, it's they're giving a lot of love to just showing the process and the fandom and all that stuff. So I love these documentaries, and I can't wait to wait to watch this one. Game to me. Uh, finally, or not finally, but. Well, finally, sorry, you know, Marvel's The Avengers is getting some action via She's been teased for a long time, and they finally uh, have confirmed that the character is going to be making her way onto the game on 12.8 as one of the first DLCs. Yeah, it's about time. Um, Every time I pick that game back up and play it, I like it. And it's like, if they just would have done a little different here a little different there i just it, it could have been a great game um so i'm hoping that these dlcs fix that that they give people more of like a, a want to play it maybe it goes down in price and more people pick it up uh so yeah i'm 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 hoping for the best because i'm not gonna say i regret it buying the game but i mean it's at the same time it got super repetitive so um yeah, let's just hope for for more for more stories and more gameplay. So that's 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 it. Yeah, and scrap uh, it. 
Right. That's it, man. Um, and then finally, we have news of uh, Marvel Wastelanders podcast, which is Old Man Logan's team uh, doing stuff and things. And it's in a podcast on a Sirius XM and I think wherever podcasts are are found. Um, One but, of those audio drama ones? Yeah, multi-part scripted audio series that explores the desolate alt-future continuity of Old Man Logan assembling a team of older Avengers to traverse the dystopian world. I'm in. So, Old Man Star-Lord, Grey Widow, Old Man Hawkeye, and Old Man Wolverine. Like, game over. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) Grey Widow, that's great. Yeah, uh, so that's going to be coming out sometime in, in 2021. And But the thing is, is that it's part of XM uh, Sirius, so I don't know how we get it. If we get it. Do we pay to get it? I don't know how that works. Yeah, subscription. Is that it? Usually for that stuff. We'll see. I'm okay with that for this sort of thing. You know, it's right mm-hmm. up my alley, our alley. So, uh, so yeah. So let's jump across the pond, uh, going to some DC news. First things first, Wonder Woman 84 is coming out on Christmas Day into theaters. And if you are an HBO Max subscriber, which you will be now if you weren't, uh, it is for free, uh, which is just kind of bonkers, in my opinion. Yeah, that. It blew my mind, actually, um, because I was ready to pay 30 bucks for it, honestly. Yeah, I, me too. Uh, yeah, that's it. And, I, and when when I read that, it really surprised me. And I said, you know, that's smart. It's smart because it's going to get a lot more su- subscribers. Uh, it gives, it pays, you know, it, it it's giving the people who have subscribed and kind of have dealt with their lackluster launch, you know, something, something worthwhile. Um and it is only going to be limited limited on HBO for, I guess, really not for very long. So that's that's the other thing. So they're giving us the opportunity to watch it, but then it's not going to just be sitting on there for for months and months. So um, I think it's a very smart strategy. I think it's something that, um, you know, I understand like Disney is doing the opposite in a way. Uh, maybe yeah. it's because they had so many people like pre-subscribe and they already have a huge base you know i feel uh especially for like say us who got it for three years at three dollars a month or whatever so um smart move on hbo maxes and also i love just the fact that we have a set date for this movie and it's like people want to see it and people want something to look forward to and this is this is a great thing yeah i'm uh super pumped up about this um I don't, I don't know how much money they're going to make. That's the only thing. Because I just did a calculation. If it was going to make $750 million in theaters, it would need 46 million subscribers at $15 a piece in order to make that. <laughs> yeah, they better like axe free subscriptions for you know trial periods for at least a couple months at that point. Yeah, I mean, I get the long term. That's if people sign up once, you know what I mean? And right. obviously the, the idea would be to get more, keep them on there. So um, let's talk about the Snyder Cut here. Uh, we got a new teaser footage. Look the same as all the other ones, in my opinion. 
Um, but we have confirmed that we're getting an extra two and a half hours of unseen footage. And the way that Zack Snyder is presenting the Snyder Cut is four one-hour episodes, I guess, for lack of a better term. Miniseries. Um, miniseries and, and uh, you know. Yeah, so with that, we also got a new look at Deathstroke. Uh, we've got um, Joker, you know, coming. A new look at Batman. What, like, just the Snyder Cut in general? Like, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I'll break it down a little bit here for what, what we got announced this week. Um, I'm surprised about the Jared Leto thing. Um, I've been following this. I'm not a big fan of the Snyder Cut idea. I'm going to watch it. I'm a DC fan. Um, I would like to see his vision. But um, at the same time, I mean, I know they're spending more money than they, they wanted to on this. So we'll see if this is really something that was a smart idea or not. But um, I do like this idea of, of giving Jared Leto this 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 finale almost get him like the last thing we remember of his Joker shouldn't be that crappy suicide squad movie that we had to watch and bear through after the first good 30 minutes. So um, I think that he just does deserve more credit. Um, and we didn't get to see what David Ayer really, really did with, with the Joker in his movie. So um, it's being teased that he has a new look that they're going to move away from that, that weird gangster look or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and so I liked the way that he played the Joker, so I would like to see a little bit more of that psycho Jared Leto side of the Joker because we never really got that in any of the Jokers we've seen. Um, I mean, I'm a huge Deathstroke fan, and Joe Mag- Maginello, or yeah, that's his name. Um, I love that guy too. So, I mean, I was really sad when he didn't get the opportunity to play this character for more than a post credit scene. And so seeing that new look with like the Mohawk and how badass that he looks. And um, I would like to see more of that character in the DC movie. Universe, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I, I really hope that they, they move forward with more stuff from him and um, that's it. You know, that's, that's really all I have to say about the Snyder cut. Yeah. We'll, we'll watch it. We'll give you our thoughts on it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, uh, and then staying kind of in the in the movie world, um, Stallone is going to be in Suicide Squad. He was in Guardians Two. Uh, him and James Gunn are friends. Like this yeah. doesn't surprise me. So cool. No, I whoever hope he, he plays, is, I hope he, he plays like some crazy like Rambo esque character. Um, and that's all I can pray for. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what I want. Uh, over on TV, Black Lightning is going to be canceled after season four, which is the upcoming season. Um, don't really know why. I, you know, I don't know what their vision is at this point. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Legends goes away, and maybe they're kind of just getting rid of some of these old guys and in, in for some new stuff. I don't know. Legends can live on with other people. And yeah, it has. I mean, it's a rotating cast. So I was. If Legends has lasted this long, I don't think it's going anywhere, um, at least for a few more seasons. This, I I don't know, because I don't watch Black Lightning, and maybe that's also it, um, that maybe it doesn't have a great viewership or a long a longevity-type deal. Like well, We just and, talked about how next, the last the week, spin-off. there's a spinoff. Right, but that's that's them throwing darts at the wall, too, man. I, I feel like also with Black Lightning, it's how long do these do these actors want to be locked into an aggressive TV, you know, 
filming uh, schedule and stuff like that. We've heard about the CW shows and how intensive they are and, and whatnot. And with COVID, it's like everything is on hold or it's unknown. It's just like, do you want, I know that maybe there's other things for people to do, but then again, I have that thought there isn't other things for people to do. So I'm confused on it. The fandom is a little confused on it. They're sad. So yeah, it's weird. It is weird because I would just think like the CW is picking up all these other ideas and shows and I, maybe they're moving away from the quote unquote Arrowverse. That, that might be the case. Um, but, but they are still going to superheroes because we have star girl. We have Alcoya Brunson cast as Jakeem thunder. Maybe, you know, this character, I do not. (laughs) I don't, but I do. I mean, what I'll mention about Stargirl is that it's not tied to the it's not tied to the Arrowverse either. No, and, no, I'm saying like I know that they're just they're keeping with superheroes though. Well, I mean, of course they are. Look at I mean this next thing is huge. This next yeah. news is huge, but I'm saying let's not I I think they're going to try not to do this connected universe thing as much. Yeah, quite possibly, which is stupid that they're not. But whatever. Now, I have no idea who Jakeem Thunder is. He is a JSA member. I can kind of picture him, but I love this. I love this show because it is bringing back a older characters and some, you know, kind of obscure ones back into the mainstream. And the show's doing a great job, so uh, I can only look forward to seeing what they do in season two. Yep, whatever they want to do, I'm all about it. Um, and then Wonder Girl show is being developed uh, for. By Berlanti uh, for CW. Um, I can talk about it. Yeah, you talk about it because she's on. Isn't she on uh, Titan? No. So Different here's the, here's person. here's how Wonder Girl works. <laughs> there's there's been two Wonder Girls, right? There's Donna Troy, and there's yeah Cassie, right? And those are Wonder Girls, and those yes. are the established ones for years and years. So January February. Uh, DC is has come up with this thing called Future State, um, and so they're stopping all their main runs. Uh, we knew that the big change in the staffing happened this year. They 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 basically changed course because I remember they had all these plans to kind of go back to the beginning and and kind of tell the history of the the DC universe through these different chapters. And it seemed like they had this idea of what they were going to do going to 2021, really kind of reinforce the rebirth error, get back into um, more and more classic characters. Um, but then when they did that big shift, it seemed like their their purpose changed. And what, I, what I'm seeing is this push for new characters, younger characters, diverse characters, and so forth, which makes sense. Um, but this is a good example of something that uh that if you're either a comic collector or whatever is is kind of like one of those red flags um of first appearances uh different things like that so yara floor is let me let me this is gonna i'm sorry to get long-winded but future state is a is is a storyline of the future of the dc universe that they're coming up with now for some reason or another. I wasn't, I was kind of like, this is a good gimmick, whatever, fine. I'm not going to buy into it. And then I saw that they announced that they're making a wonder girl TV show for the CW. And it's based on this character. Now yeah. she's 
the Wonder Woman of the future. Um, and she's like Brazilian um, and and beautiful and all this stuff. So they, I was really kind of like intrigued that they would say, all right, let's green light this character as a TV show. Um, and this is kind of the same thing when um, that Naomi comic came out. So I do recommend that people start taking a look at this future state thing because I think there will be some major, there are supposed to be major implications for the future of the DC comic universe. And as we're seeing, it's bleeding over to other media. Uh, so I think this this event's bigger than it than we than I originally thought it was going to be. And um, I'm picking up that uh, uh, that Wonder Woman's first appearances. Yeah, I feel like this is the new slate, right? I mean, from we've talked about it too, where this is their rebirth. Like I think this is it. Like at least for a while. And maybe they release them side by side. Maybe they do. One old Batman, one new Batman. You know what I mean? Like the what's his name, John Ridley Batman. Um, I don't know. It's curious. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's weird because I remember the original John Ridley art, like they were that they were putting with the John Ridley idea, and it was the cover for the new Batman mm-hmm. comic from Future State, which is the story is Bruce Wayne is dead, um, and there has to be this new Batman, and that's another one. It's just like they're they're setting this first appearance of this new Batman in the future. And I'm like, I gotta get that comic. So I think that, um, I think that DC fans should be aware of what's happening because I think this is a huge move to opening up the world and maybe like an ultimate side of things, um, where you're telling yeah. stories because they still use the word elseworlds when it comes to state. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see, if some of these have longer lasting effects on the overall universe. I uh, can't wait to find out what happens. And if you buy that comic, let me know. I will <laughs> probably need to buy, we probably should just buy all of them. Cause they're probably going to be new characters that are going to be around for a while. And that's yeah, it. it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's January, February, each title gets two issues before yep. they go back to whatever normal in March. Um, and I think that's neat because it's telling kind of the story of the past characters that we know. And they're telling also the story of what happens in the future. So Exactly. Yeah. Right on. Uh, okay, so DCU, you want, you want to just take this one too? Yeah, sure. Uh, DC Universe app is, is ending as we know it now. Uh, and it is transferring over to Pure Comics, uh, I think. I get charged in December for my renewal. Uh, so that I believe that's also when uh, they said the DC originals, the TV shows will be moving. And so uh, most of them are going to HBO max uh, star girl and swamp thing are going to the CW. Uh, so as we knew this was, this was ultimately what was going to happen. So we'll be watching our DC shows on HBO max in the future. Are we going to see anything with swamp thing you think, or is this just like a waste of time? <laughs> both um okay <laughs> i think that it's getting it's getting good reviews people like it i yeah you know, i never i never gave it a chance because i'm like it got canceled it's not coming back if i get if i get like into it and i like it and i see like what's his name kevin durant is, is that his name durand or whatever his name is there that that one actor that i like a lot as chloronic man it's like <sighs> What, what, I always get, I get really frustrated. I'm like, why couldn't this just happen? It's like it was just a, it was a budgeting issue. <laughs> so yeah, 
I don't know. Um, I also think that they might just wipe the slate clean with the Swamp Thing and also maybe uh, Constantine so they can do this other, this other Justice League Dark idea, yeah. especially with Constantine 2 being talked about. You know, So it's like, what direction do they move in? I would not be hesitant to use that Swamp Thing because they had like they used that wrestler or whatever right and they had a good look for the character uh that's it so maybe they'll just use those designs it's crazy man yeah it's crazy um and then finally just a real quick thing of, of news here uh if you are in the burbank california area there is a seven foot tall batman uh that you can see um from based off of jim lee's hush design and that's cool. It's a bronze Batman. God knows how much money it costs, but that is badass. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. It's like let's let's build statues to real heroes. You know, there's a Captain America one in Brooklyn, right? And now yeah. we have a Batman one in Burbank. So, hey, that's that's those are our heroes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, take us to this other galaxy that we've. So far, far away. Oh, (laughs) man. So close now. Um, So Disney, uh, we know that uh, Galaxy's Edge is at Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, This week, they revealed a look at the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, which is uh, the the hotel, right, that that people will be staying in. So we got a a real look at at the room, uh, the the accommodations, and whatnot. So it just... (sighs) It's frustrating to me because I want to go, especially as somebody who's never been to Disney. And now it's like it's finally kind of like a world that they've built that I really want to go and immerse myself in. I can't go. But yeah. we'll eventually go. So, Yeah, I, you know, I didn't go too far deep down this rabbit hole because I, you know, because I can't go even though I want to. Um, but and I like that it's limited to two nights. It's like let's let's get you out of here. You, you saw it now. Get on. But um, it is my dream to stay in this place, and uh, someday I will. I don't know how much money. I remember at one time it was going to be a thousand dollars a night, I believe. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'll just not buy any toys that year. If you have best card to trade, they'll they'll let you in. Oh, well, then they I actually have uh, clone blood to trade. Oh, even better. Even better. All right. Next up, a little controversy here with Disney. Uh, Alan Dean Foster, the author of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Uh, if you guys have never heard of that, it's actually one of the it is the first expanded universe novel to come out of Star Wars. Oh, so, so long ago. Uh, and so the author also wrote some alien books for you know fox back in the day so he has these books that now disney is selling as legends uh but he seems not to be getting his royalties and i think that's kind of messed up i uh i'd like to know a little bit more on this before i can make a judgment but uh, unfortunately he is sick with cancer at this point and uh which is sad but it is gotta be a little bit frustrating to watch how much money disney makes off this stuff and then they they're not paying him out. What do you think about this? Yeah, this is uh, disheartening, um, I guess, for lack of a better term. That um, here's the thing: 
honestly, I can't really say what's happening. It seems disheartening, like they don't want to pay the guy because even though they bought Fox and they bought, uh, you know, Star Wars, that they don't have to recognize these old um, contracts. Uh, namely the royalties that they pay out to these writers. And he is one of, I'm sure, thousands of people who are under the same sort of uh, way here. So uh, is that the case? Is it really happening? I don't know. I don't know the intricacies of what that law is. But if it is true, then obviously, yes, of course, he deserves to get his royalties. and, And so do probably, like I said, thousands of other people, too. Um, it's an extra special kind of stick in the back when, you know, he has this, you know, cancer. So I just, like I said, I don't know what's happening a hundred percent for sure. But if this is the case, then, then yes, he deserves to get paid. And yeah. In empire, what Han says, those bounty hunters that we ran into on Ord Mandel. If you want to read about that, it happens in Splinter of the Mind's Eye. <laughs> yeah man yeah that was um a deep lore <laughs> it's a deep uh deep cut there, so let's uh let's hope the best for alan dean foster and uh anyone else that's it man um but good news uh for you out there who play squadrons uh we will be getting some dlc uh opposite of what they told us originally i'm glad that this game has gotten at least that much love that we are going to see uh a couple more ships the b-wing and the tie defender uh new mode options like custom matches new cosmetics like playable pantoran pilots and a new map for multiplayer uh so this is this gives me hope that maybe we'll get some more campaign maybe down the road uh some other vehicles because there are a couple others but at least the b-wing is getting love here i was very upset that we did not see a b-wing in this game it it just it it got that rebels episode and then it got crapped on not in not in the battle in rise of skywalker not nothing yeah uh honestly i've been trying to sleep really and I just can't because Damn. of the B-Wing being missing. Uh, and I'm actually, I mean, I'm joking about the not sleeping <laughs> thing, but I do love the B-Wing. I love the ships of Star Wars. So um, it is a bit of a shame. And it's it's nice that we're getting a little love. And it's nice that we're getting anything in uh, in Re- or Rebels, in Squadrons, because at first they kind of hinted that that wasn't going to be the case. So this is good. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's jump over to comic news. Uh, first up in Dark Horse, uh, Black Black Hammer is is going strong still. Uh, they've been doing a lot of spinoffs from that original Jeff Lemire series, and um, I, I like it because they've been covering a lot of just the the characters, uh, kind of backstories and other stories from them. And now we're going to get something called Black Hammer Visions, which is going to be kind of a it's a limited series with different authors, and Patton Oswalt will be writing the first issue. Yeah, this, you know, it makes me need to to go back and read them because I just haven't. So I'm not familiar with the world, even though you and I love Lemire, Lemire, we love him. But I just, it's one of those things where it, it got going and then I forgot about it. And here we are like five years later. So um, I really got to reconcile that. And uh, this sounds like a way to do it. Yep. Yeah. Other planned contributors include Jeff Johns, Chip Zdarsky. Uh, Colin mm-hmm. Bunn, 
Kelly Thompson, Mariko Tamaki, and Cecile uh, Castellucci. So I think that's cool uh, just to kind of bring other people on to kind of share their what they see in that world. So, and it's also been optioned for TV. So uh, I'm looking forward to more from that weird comic world. Uh, speaking of weird comics, uh, this is... I. I <laughs> I like to talk about these kind of like things like Marvel's mech strike, uh, just cause it is kind of weird and out there. Um, because it was funny. I saw these Lego sets, uh, kind of like these, these mech type things. Like, what is this? And <clears throat> so there's this new series, uh, where all the heroes get their own mechs. And, uh, it's written by Jed McKay with art by Carlos Magno. Uh, and it's it's going it's said to kick off a bold new age of action-packed av- Avengers battles that will send shockwaves to the comic book industry and beyond. Um, it, it sounds a little little grand grandioso, ob- uh, honestly, in my opinion, for for heroes jumping in max. But what do you what do you think about this gimmicky idea? That it's a gimmick. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I don't care honestly. It's not anything that super appeals to me. But at the same time, it does to some people, and, and that's all that really matters is there's, like you always say, there's something out there for everyone. And, um, you know, do I want to see what an Avengers-style uh, Voltron looks like? Yeah, you know, I'm not opposed to that idea. I just, you know, that's not something I really will seek out necessarily. Exactly. Unlike this next one, Batman Earth-1. <clears throat> volume three and now we knew that um jeff johns and gary frank have been working on this book for far too long uh, <laughs> and get and and, and and apparently it's done so uh we've gotten word that it, it is due out in june of 2021 finally uh so look forward to that yeah it's uh it's coming out in in february next year and if you guys have not read the first two volumes, I've ever read of Batman, to be honest with you. I really, really love them. Just a correction. Um, February next year uh, is Geiger by the two of them. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yes. October. Yep. Yeah, right. it's either it's weird because like this article says June and then the picture says October. So sometime in 2020. Why is it coming year? Out. It's done. For the love of something. Hopefully it's because Jeff Johns. Well, I mean, if it's done, I was just going to say if Jeff Johns working on good TV, but it's done. Print it. Let's go. That's it. Well, while we're waiting for that book to come out, let's uh, enjoy some commercials. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this pretty look like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com. The only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. 
the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. We are back after those so luscious commercials to go into crowd sorcery. Um, there's some stuff out there, guys, not going to lie, uh, that you can take a look at um, out in the wild. But we just want to kind of give you a heads up, and we'll be talking about it many more times um, as we get closer. But DFAT Comics, uh, we're going to be launching a lot of comics next year. Uh, from different writers, from ourselves. Um, it should be a really cool slate of things, including in January, a new line um, starting from Ruben called The Illusion Witch, um, as well as uh, Hollowed 3. Uh, we'll both be launching in January. So that will be the first thing that we're really going to be pushing out are those two. Um, and again, we always offer really low tiers, so you know if you if you have it in you, you got some Christmas money this year. Uh, if if you have it, if you don't, totally fine too, guys. Uh, we understand we are still in a in a pandemic and in a recession and all that kind of stuff too. So um, we try to offer a tier for everybody and uh, we you know a different variety of comics for everybody. So next year. Pretty much every single month, there's going to be a comic or two coming out from DFAT Comics. So, uh, you know, you'll be hearing a lot about it on the podcast, just so you know. <laughs> um, Chris, anything? Oh, that's a good spiel. You're going to start off strong for 2021. That's um, it, man. Yeah. You know, you've been, you've been padawaning me through the, uh, the process of uh, put, getting a comic off the ground. So I have, uh, I wrote, a first issue of something I'm kind of excited to bring to the table. Um, and so we're going to have a lot of fun in 2021. Yeah. 20, 2020, despite the shitness, we have four comics come out uh, and successfully fund. Um, maybe not all come out, but successfully fund this year. So very exciting. Um, all right. So let's go over to TV news. Robert Patrick, everyone's favorite X-Files character. Uh, is joining the walking dead uh is he a zombie is he negan's dad i don't know because i don't watch this show anymore but he is showing up i think it's the last season right like this is it i think we're done yeah it was like i it was like ex extended it was a weird way they worded it i didn't really read into it too much i was just like oh robert patrick oh, right extended 10th season order yeah are they trying to make it live longer? Like, it's kind of weird, right? Uh, maybe with maybe because they had all these ideas for for the spinoffs that aren't really coming to fruition. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know why we haven't seen that Rick movie or you know what I mean. Like, I don't know what's going on. So yeah, they say uh, it's still in the works. I don't know what's right. going on. I don't know. But if you are still a Walking Dead fan, Robert Patrick's coming, uh, and then Robert England is joining the cast for Stranger Things 4. Um, they announced a, a bunch of new uh, actors. Most of them I don't know, but obviously I know Freddy Krueger very, very well. Uh, and he is going to be, I think, a inmate in an insane asylum. Yeah, 
a disturbed and intimidating man who was in prison in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder in the 50s. So, you know, right up his alley. <laughs> that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a really I think it's a really good um addition to the cast. I think that he'll he'll fit in really well, especially in that role for that world. Really looking forward to that. Uh when is when is that due out? Yep. Uh so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> when is that episode? Dude, I, when I is, don't know, man. Oh, we don't. I, it's we just don't know. In the works. Yeah, because I think it was supposed to come out around Christmas of this year uh, and be like a Christmas, you know, last year was Halloween. I think yep. this year is going to be Christmas. Now, who knows? You know, maybe they'll do Christmas in July and it will come out then. So, no. Well, I mean, they did Summer of Love already, right? Yeah, they did. Last year. They didn't need to do weird Easter work. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Uh, so going over to movie news, um, Scream Five, aka Scream, um, kind of like how Halloween is called Halloween, the one from last year, whatever. Wow. Uh, yeah, those are coming out. Um, that's coming out, and, and they got everybody right. I mean, we've got uh, Nev Campbell, we've got Courtney Cox, we got David Arquette. So. Uh, the team is back again, and honestly, I don't really care what it's called. I just want to see it. Yeah, same. Um, and the guys who directed it uh, are the people who did Ready or Not, uh, Matt Bellinelli, Oplin, and Tyler Gillette. Did you watch Ready or Not yet? No. Ooh, your wife will not want to watch it, but you will watch it. <laughs> I got plenty of time for that stuff. Yeah, so it's um, what's her name? Samara Weaving from the Babysitter movies is the star, and she is amazing. Is so, what uh, is? Do we have that movie? Ready or not? No, or no, we don't. Okay, don't. Uh, that would be one worth buying, though. I think it's on. You know what, though? I want to say I saw it for free on Amazon. Okay. So I, I might be wrong, but huh, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, it's kind of like you're next in a way. Which cool. is also good. I uh, love comedy horror. You do. So, yes, you will definitely, definitely like it. Uh, and now, Transformers. Um, there's going to be a new... I don't know how they're doing this because they've talked about doing a reboot. They've talked about relaunching. They've, you know, we've got Bumblebee was wildly successful. I don't know what exactly is happening over there with Hasbro. I know they've got a lot of good things in the works with, you know, uh, Power Rangers and Dungeons and Dragons and all this kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, the guy directed Creed II, uh, Stephen Capel Jr. is supposed to direct the next Transformers movie. Um, I'll be there, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't watched Bumblebee yet, which I need oh. to do. Um, I still haven't watched last night. I haven't watched a lot of Transformers since. Don't watch. You can I don't. But I actually own the, I own the last night, so I'll watch it because I own it. So it's like, whatever. I do need to watch it. But Bumblebee, like you said, I've heard good things about. And I was like, why Why do they still try to tie it to these other movies instead of just saying it was a fresh reboot? I don't know. Yeah, I will say that I don't know anyone who didn't like Bumblebee. 
it's just a, it's a great movie. Um, okay, and Creed Two is effing great, <laughs> so that director should be good. Cool. We got a trailer for Chaos Walking. That's the new Tom Holland Daisy Ridley movie. I didn't watch the trailer. I don't know what this movie is about. Did you? No, we should have erased this from the slate. Okay, uh, guys, it's I've been up. wanting to watch it. Like, I don't know why I didn't take the time to watch this trailer this week. I have, you know, kind of heard mixed things about the movie, you know, in production and whatnot. So, who knows? Yeah. So, it's a movie. Uh, It's out there. Robert Rodriguez's movie, We Can Be Heroes, is coming to Netflix uh, right at the beginning of the year, January 1st. So, this this is the Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel, right? I think this is the one. That is correct. Yep. So, um, you know, people are really excited about this because it's like the kids of Shark Boy and Lava Girl have to save their parents. And, um, you know, the trailer is great. And if you remember those movies from back in 2005, uh, you know, they were a lot of a lot of people grew up with those. So um, and I'm glad it's coming to Netflix. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad that people are going to be able to watch this and it will probably get a bigger fan base than uh even on theater yeah this that world's a spinoff of spy kids right or was it i its don't own think world? i think it's its own thing okay i gotta double check yeah i um <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty cool uh like pedro pascal's in it right yeah i uh, think it was like his kids drew these characters like they came up yes. with them and then he yes. was like i'll just make this because i make movies in front of a green screen and i can do it for cheap <laughs> Yeah, all it really like. I'm excited for this movie, but really seeing like Pedro Pascal there and and just got me thinking about Robert Rodriguez's Mando episode that's upcoming. We have no idea when it's coming, but I don't because I don't pay attention on purpose to that stuff. So I'm surprised. But every every week I'm like, is this it? Is this it? But we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I think it's episode nine. But yeah, <laughs> don't tell me these things. Just saying. I live in the dark, so it's more Same. exciting, like the '70s. And then uh, finally, movie news. There's a new Predator coming from the 10 Cloverfield Lane director. Um, Dude, I'm excited about this. I know that the Predator didn't get as much of a love as it. I don't even I can't say that it deserves uh, because it was okay in my opinion, even though it was Shane Black and and, uh, Fred Decker. Um, But, uh, you know. People are like, oh, Predators, that's done. That franchise is dead. Like, who wants to see it back? I'll show you. There's millions of people still buying Predator toys and reading Predator comics. And the franchise, okay, yeah, maybe it didn't do that well in this last iteration. It's not like, it's it's just like Freddy or Jason or any of these guys. They can keep doing them in fun, different ways. And the difference between a a Freddy and a Predator is you can put anyone in that suit and make it new. You don't have to be tied to a certain actor. So I'm all about it. Yeah, I was going to use my one F-bomb for this, but I won't uh, restrain myself. But I really I really hate fandom, honestly, because nobody can be happy. I, what do you want from a Predator movie? It's not, it's not, it's not like an Academy Award-winning film. It's not it's not what a lot of people want. Like they want so much more out of these things than, than what we're going to get. If you can't be happy with, with what Fred Decker and Shane Black did, 
I mean, I like that movie enough where I'm just like, okay, fine. This is a this is a predator movie. I, I don't know what people want. And that's the problem is that people set these high expectations for themselves and then they're never ha- they're not happy with it. They can't find one little thing in a movie they like. So they're like, it sucks. Let's not make any more. Shut up. Yeah. So sick there you go. Of it. Uh, I will, you know, I'll watch it. Day one. Day one. All right, what's next? Uh, Gaming news. Uh, The Four Horsemen, they had some great Mythic Legions news last week. Uh, And so we had recorded our show after the announcement of their new toy line, but we didn't get to talk about uh, that they're getting into the video game side of things. So Mythic Legion Tactics is coming. I, they didn't really show too much from it at all. Um, really just some CGI trailer with the tease. So I like tactics games. You like tactics games. Um, and so the neat thing about Mythic Legions was the original idea that they actually built a gaming system around it where it was kind of like a tabletop RPG. Uh, and that was the, that was one of the original ideas. Uh, and you could use your characters or action figures as 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 board characters or whatever miniatures that they do in D D or whatever so this is a neat move forward i think uh and i'm pretty interested to see how it how it plays out uh that if you know that they really incorporate all of these great characters that they've created in plastic form and um that they keep building this world uh we also didn't talk about their fantasy space line either we did not, uh, but I thought you would talk about that in pop. But sure, bring it up I, now. Bring it up. I will. I will because I actually didn't put it in pop. So let's just we'll mix it in here. Um, yeah, they they announced a new Mythic Legions line that will be space fantasy. So I'm excited because this is kind of getting into like Warhammer realm where it's a little bit of each, and um, I I think they're 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 building something really cool with their IP. Um, and I don't, I, I don't see them slowing down anytime soon, especially after I sell with those action figures they just put out. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's they're they're at a good price point. I actually showed my wife um, that uh, you know the line, and and she was really impressed, and she was like, "For that price, you're getting that?" And I was like, "Yeah." you are <laughs> i was like is this justifying you letting me spend all my money on them? Is that uh, a green light yeah a, i think that was a green light uh <laughs> but anyway yeah i'm excited to see what they're going to do in the video game world as well as cosmic whatever um very excited about what's next i'll just break over i'm, I'm gonna take this one <laughs> well i was just gonna say before you do that because i was yeah. gonna give this one to you but um yeah if you want to get caught up on that figure line i gotta i got something that fell off the back of a truck no i'm just joking <laughs> um so the hitman developer io interactive is working on a new 007 game uh featuring an original james bond story um they did a tease it's going to be called project 007 uh for now until it gets a real name don't know when it's going to happen don't know if it has anything to do with the movie next year it sounds like it doesn't but I will say, after playing Hitman, um, and we still have a Hitman 3 coming out next year, this should be interesting. Um, because I haven't played a... I think it was like Tomorrow Never Dies, maybe, is the last James Bond game. Or something like that. It's been a long time. It, it, and it might have been like PlayStation 2 um, since we played a game for James Bond. 
There were some of those remakes for the Nintendo systems, and also they put, you know, the the stupid remakes they did that were not even close to, like, Goldeneye and... and no, Goldeneye. yeah, like, I don't care about the remasters no. and all that stuff, but I'm saying, like, an original game slash yeah. stuff based off of a franchise, an original game we haven't played. There was, like, one for the PlayStation a long, long time ago, I think it was a, a story um, that was original, but, like, it, basically, if you make James Bond and you put it into the Hitman world, that third person, he has to go and figure out ways to uh, take care of his bad guys, but and then add in some like giant set pieces, a la like an Uncharted or something in a game. That's it. That's all you need to do, and you will have a, a video game franchise on your hand. Yeah, I mean... You gotta look at like what they do with the Arkham series and the gadgets. It's that simple, you know. I'm sure I've Hitman does the same thing, right? And so it's so much easier now in in, in these next gen um, capabilities of video game systems to do really cool things with it. So I think we're do a good James Bond game, and I like that they're going in a different direction with this. And they should definitely do more of a generic character instead of basing it on any of the movie guys. You know, it should just be, this is James Bond. It's not Daniel Craig. It's not Sean Connery. It's James Bond because James Bond is an eternal figure, you know? So yeah, don't, don't tie it to anything else. Make, like you said, the original story and I'll play it, play the hell out of it. Yeah. Just one last thing with that. Make the multiplayer, the golden eye. Make it mm-hmm. third player, like or first person shooter. Would you admit that would be great? Third person game, first person shooter for the multiplayer, <laughs> like that's basically Goldeneye. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is also like games have been changing between first and third player just by clicking a button for years. Yeah, so it's not like that's not a possibility too. You know, it's yeah. like just do it, man. Like, don't give us cheap ass remakes. Make a good original game it's exactly it's it well what time is it man oh god it's, it's time for the pursuit of plastic all right toy enthusiasts let's talk a little bit about action figures collectibles and the whatnots so we've been waiting for this uh mcfarland bat bike from the dark knight's metal or heavy metal or whatever whatever series scott Snyder and great capullo are epically writing and drawing right now um this bat bike is awesome uh it's got like that skull on the front uh it's cheap it's 25 bucks and eventually we'll get the batman to go with it that actually rides on it so uh that went up for pre-sale on amazon this week i don't as of yesterday i don't think it was sold out when last time i checked so i i do like the fact that these are staying in stock for people unlike certain target pre-orders that went up this week yeah, that's the thing, man. Is like I was able to snatch it up, no problem, and um, I I can't wait for it. And again, sculpted, amazing. Don't see enough figures, uh, or sorry, vehicles, uh, typically in games like this or toy lines, whatever. I'm excited for it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I know that McFarland's getting smarter about letting people know what's going to be extended and what's not, you know, to bigger markets, say like the earth to Batman was definitely a, definitely, definitely a target exclusive, but then they put those last night on earth ones on target because they had first dibs at the exclusive exclusivity. Uh, and they sold out immediately. And I'm just like, all right, well they're sold out here. Let's get them on the other channels already. Come on. It's just, 
I don't like this this corporate handshaking. It's it's bullshit. So just just get just get the figures out so everybody could pre-order them. I think it's just it's just better business. Um, yep. Speaking of bad business, uh, Hasbro. <laughs> just joking, mostly. Um, they're doing another little crossover as they've done for the last couple of years with uh, their their licenses. So this time we're getting X Men Transformers crossover, and it'll be the Blackbird actually, and it'll be a character called Expanse. Yeah, this is something I don't need necessarily but it's cool you know i like some of these team ups and uh it's cool yeah that's the thing like if i would have started from the beginning like some were exclusive and like i like i was saying like they just get botted out online so um i would love to have like the delorean and the ecto-1 and the blackbird kind of in a display but i'm not going down that road because they don't make it that easy to get them yeah exactly uh yeah next up it's up and down your uh, up your alley, I should say. Uh, GI Joe Classified. They had a another fan first Friday, and uh, it was GI Joe oriented. It wasn't crazy or anything, which was kind of weird. Uh, just a couple of new figures, uh, Flint and Lady J, were announced for the six inch line, and then some team up. Uh, Super Seven made a figure, one of their kind of like what I always kind of. Uh, compared to like kind of like Japanese figures and, and those weird collectibles. Um, they made like a, tr- some kind of trooper and there's and Hasbro selling it, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, sh- sure. You know, like I'm, I'm in on this line, so I'm sure I will probably end up getting all, all the things. <laughs> Speaking of things that we'll be getting, um, Mesco finally announced the pre-order for the Ghost Rider and bike. Uh, so that'll be popping up on your web browser tomorrow, I believe, right? On Monday? 23rd. Yep, tomorrow. Yeah, we're shooting this on the 22nd. So yes, tomorrow. You got so it. this is a uh, wide release figure. So uh, be looking, be on the lookout for wherever you buy your Mesco's uh, general release. And I'm, this is up upwards of the two hundred forty mark, two hundred forty dollar mark, which is still cheaper than what they sold that Judge Dread and Bike for originally, which was one twelve collective figures. So, um, I'm I'll be ha- I'll be interested to see what kind of light up features this has. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be a major thing. I hope his head glows at least. <laughs> if his head doesn't glow, just game, just stop. Honestly. Right? To be honest with you, I just there's no there's no point in making a Ghost Rider figure that doesn't have that capability, in my opinion. That's you know, and I I I don't know what to think about it because it is cheaper than the Judge Dread one, and they did they dropped the ball on that Gambit figure, which I love that Gambit figure. It looks great. It's one of the best Gambits I've ever seen in my life. But you missed the mark when you got Cyclops's head lighting up. You've got other characters doing the light up feature, but you didn't do this for Gambit. I, I, I don't know where you pick and choose your your battles with this stuff, but you you're not just making fancy Marvel Legends guys. You're making figure. You're doing things for figures that other people aren't doing, have never done, and you're supposed to be setting the the stage. So, fingers crossed that this Ghost Rider lights up because I really want it. I agree, hundred percent. Uh, next up, Lego has announced more Mario sets. Uh, the they've been pretty popular, and so there'll be more of them coming to this collection. Uh, I don't have you. Did you pick up any of those? No, no. 
that's cool i know they're really expensive um of course but uh, <laughs> yeah that's why <laughs> yep so all in total there'll be four major new expansions two new power-up packs and a new series of character packs uh starting january 1st and so uh the original ones launched back in august and so we're looking at uh some some neat stuff because it it, it seems like this is different than your your usual lego sets where it's very interactive um it's not the same figures mario does these cool things depending on where he is in the set so you know that these sets are going to be built together and you can build these bigger worlds and have mario go through them so it's a really i think it's a neat concept i'm just i just i can't i can't be spending the money on that kind of stuff so that's it yeah it's just like it's one of those things where if i i didn't want to open a pandora's box that's all it is (laughs) Exactly. And I'm pretty sure, quote unquote, Lepin or whatever, whoever's taking over for that will not be making them as as well as as the full set. So I don't think that's something you can actually probably get a a rip off of, honestly. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. It'll it'll work half the time. (laughs) uh, Mandalorian uh, is getting a set. Uh, they had the ATST from the that one battle from the first first season, and then they also had the the Razor Crest. But now we're getting this set called Trouble on Tatooine. Uh, you get the Mando, the Child, the Speeder Bike, and a Tuscan Raider. So awesome! I will probably snag that set. Yeah, that's um, that's a cool ass set, man. It looks really great, actually. <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, last up in expensive things uh, that I can't afford but really want, uh, Sideshow uh, has opened up the pre-orders for their DC Comics Black Canary premium format figure. Uh, it made its debut during New York Comic Con online, and it's a 21 inch, <laughs> 21, 21 inches tall on its base. Uh, and I do, I do love me some black canary. So it's something that I, where if, you know, I was, you know, a little bit richer, I'd probably be getting, but for those of you out there, uh, it's up. So check it out. Yeah. So I just looked at that figure and I, I wanted, we haven't mentioned this, uh, either speaking of sideshow things that cost a lot of money, um, which is the Asajj Ventress mythos. Uh, statue which is just insanely beautiful i mean it's absolutely gorgeous and the base is like so creepy and cool but um that's it man like both those figures look so good this this black canary is like damn (laughs) my wife wouldn't want that in the house (laughs) right that's always my thing too it's like what is appropriate for me to be displaying (laughs) <laughs> yeah you got well, your nephews over and stuff like that well yeah, so. i mean they, 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 they would enjoy it but whatever um yeah i mean here's the thing about those mytho figures too it's just like i i wish we would get more in the one one sixth scale figure line uh because we've gotten some great ones like bubba fett and obi-wan i have and i would love to see something i can have more afford like a saj ventress one like that but whatever something for everybody it'll happen there's yeah. no reason that a saj ventress of all people won't at some point so 
Uh, well, Chris, where can you find us? Well, uh, if you're on that thing called the internet, we are at a website called don'tforgettatowel.com. Uh, it's also the home of DFAT Comics. So if you want to check out what we're doing and what's upcoming on the slate, check it out. And um, also the home of our podcast network. Uh, so we got this wonderful show, Tell Talk, that you're listening to now about the geekly news. Uh, and also we do a roundtable discussion of all things Star Wars called Star Warriors uh, with our friends. Uh, and it's always a good time. And um, if you love geeking out and listen to people geek out about things they love check it out that's it um i just want to say thank you guys 185 episodes later uh whew, that's crazy and uh we keep doing it because you keep listening so thank you guys very much for tuning in to the episodes and uh checking out the website don't forget to tell and this is casey saying go read some comics and this is chris saying don't forget a towel <laughs> <laughs>